We are North Bay Public Media, KRCBFM, Windsor, Santa Rosa. News, arts, ideas, where you are. On air, 91.1 and 90.9, streaming worldwide at krcb.org. And you'll also find us on Comcast channels 961 and 202. One minute after 10 o'clock, and it's time for percussion discussion. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Percussion Discussion. My name is Jim Laveroni, and this is the show that focuses on drummers, percussionists, and all those instruments of rhythm that move every genre of music along. Tonight, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn in terms of the show. We are going to talk about not only a percussionist, not a professional percussionist, but an amateur percussionist at this point but someone who invented a brand new percussion instrument. The man's name is Dion Dublin. He was born April 22nd, 1969 in Leicester. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R, England. And he's a retired English footballer which to us is like soccer, but in Europe, a footballer is a soccer player. He was capped four times, and what that means is that he played for the same team several times for England. Dublin started his career as a center back with Norwich City, but made his name at Cambridge United as a goal-scoring center forward. However, in his later years, he showed his versatility by becoming an accomplished defender. He had spells with Norwich City twice, Cambridge United, Manchester United, Coventry City, Millwall, Ashton Villa, and uh, Celtic. Uh, Away from football, and this is the main point of tonight's show, away from football, Dublin is also an accomplished accomplished amateur, amateur percussionist. 
he invented a percussion instrument which he called the dube. Now, this dube is, I'm going to try and describe it, and then we're going to listen to it. And we're going to listen to the pre-recorded interview with uh, Dion that I did here in the studio, but obviously called him over in England. Uh, this dube is a wood cube with four playable sides. And I want you to imagine this as I'm talking about it. Each, ha- each of the sides has holes, but each of the sides has different sounds. Now, the dube uh, comes in four sizes, 9-inch, 12-inch, 15-inch, and 18-inch. It comes in three colors, white, natural wood, black, and it also has an internal microphone. So not only can you play it acoustically, but you can also play it uh, hooked up to an amplifier for another type of event, perhaps playing with a band and an amplified uh, event. The dube is already in use for workshops in schools. The feedback from all staff in the schools has been that they're great for teaching musical Elements such as rhythm and timing and also the different sizes lend themselves to teamwork exercises. The extensive range of musical styles and genres catered for by the different sizes of the dube can suit musicians who play with multiple acts or are jobbing session musicians. They're a great addition to a percussionist or any musician's armory. They're easy to transport with a range of straps and cases available. And the display stands add another benefit of visually enhancing onstage performances. Uh, so given the customizable, customizable nature of the dube, they are also ideal for environments with specific learning requirements. For example, being easily adaptable for the blind. A dube is extremely versatile as a teaching tool and can be modified simply to include, for example, colors or numbers on each side, which then correspond with the differing tones and sounds produced. So hopefully you're not confused by all this. You can kind of visualize what I'm talking about in terms of uh, the dube and its versatility and what it sounds like and what it looks like. Uh, I invite you to go to Dion Dublin's website. Just put his name in, Dion, D-I-O-N, Dublin, like the city in Ireland, D-U-B-L-I-N. Obviously, we're going to talk about um, how uh, the dube came into existence, how it uh, manages to be played, um, obviously how it uh, all comes about, um, and uh, the amazing thing is that Dion thought of this percussive instrument for some time. Now, there are some out there, uh, probably in our audience, who have listened to this show before about drummers and percussionists and the instruments of rhythm who say that, well, that sounds like a cajon. A uh, cajon is similar. It's a wood um, drum and it's, uh, it has the same type of makeup. But what I'm going to do right now is take my iPad, and hopefully this will work, and um, I have a program in here called Drum Jam, and and coincidentally enough, on this particular um, 
application, they have a dupe and they also have a cajon. So I want you to listen to the difference as we play them and see how dissimilar they really are. First one we're going to start with is the dube. So you can kind of see that it has different tones, almost sounds like a conga drum, um, which in fact it does replicate on either side. And depending on the size that you get, um, it will have a deeper or a higher tone. So we're going to get rid of this dube now, and now we're going to go to the cajon to show you the difference in the sound here. Hopefully we can get that cajon over here. Here we go. And try this. And I think you can hear the difference there, that it's a deeper sound, more of a thumping sound. Now, what we're going to do is put the dube and the cajon together to see what kind of a beat we can come up with and see if you can differentiate the difference between the two instruments. So to the experienced ear or even to the inexperienced ear, you can hear the difference. You can hear uh, the idea that um, that uh, the cajon is actually uh, deeper in sound and uh, and probably the dube is a little bit higher in sound. And depending on, again, the style that you get, the smaller the cube, the higher the melody will be. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with a little tune here by uh, Mongo Santa Maria, uh, Afro Blue. While I set up the interview with Dion, I think you'll find it very interesting and intriguing, especially from a man who started as a professional athlete, retired from that field, but always had this inkling that he wanted to be a percussionist, a drummer, some type of musician, and actually invented his own percussive instrument. So that's what's in store for you tonight. On percussion discussion, let's get right to some tunes, and we'll come back with the interview with Dion Dublin. And as usual, I thank you for participating, joining in, and it promises to be a fun evening.
Mungo, Santa Maria, and Afro Blue here on Percussion Discussion. Thank you for joining me this evening. My name is Jim Laveroni, and we're going to get right to the conversation that I had with Dion Dublin and his invention, The Dube, which is sweeping Europe and the USA. Uh, Mr. Dublin will be at the NAM show uh, next year, 2013 in January. And he has some interesting stories to tell about how he came up with um, this percussive instrument, the dube, how he named it, what he named it, and uh, some of the uh, people who have tried it out and um, some of the people who um, are endorsing the dube. So another instrument in your arsenal, you percussionists and drummers and musicians out there. And we'll get right to the interview. And in between segments of the interview, as usual, we'll play some appropriate music. And tonight it's all going to be about Latin jazz and congas and bongos and the dube and uh, cajones and shakers and all kinds of stuff. So I hope you'll stand by and listen. And I think you'll enjoy the show. So here's Dion Dublin. You're you're now a retired English footballer playing the positions of center back and center forward when you were playing. When you did retire, um, uh, do you miss those games, those days of playing? Um, you know what? I played uh, I played um, football for 22 years as a professional, and I don't miss the game at all. Really? Not at all. Yeah, only, only because uh, only because my uh, my body take uh, you know it took a bit of a battering when I was playing the game. I had I must have had twelve, thirteen, even fourteen operations while I was playing. So it's 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 nice physically. It's nice to get out of the game. Uh, there are elements of it that I miss, but uh, I was very lucky to have twenty two years as a professional. So uh, I wouldn't want to prolong it any longer. Well, you know, I I, I read your background, and I think that. Sometimes the best uh, foundation for an interview is to talk a little bit about your past life, and then we're going to talk about obviously the dube. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, your years with Coventry City, in terms of statistics, seem to be the best. Sixty-one yeah, goals. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I don't know what I scored. I scored uh, when I when I was playing for Coventry City. I I got in the England squad in nineteen ninety-eight, which was amazing. You know, playing for your country was quite uh, was quite special. Is there? Is I had there a good uh, a good five years there? I had a good six and a half years at Aston Villa, and you know I, I know you probably come to this, but you know another six or seven clubs as well that I played for. So I was very fortunate, you know. I sort of I I, I hung in there yeah. to the very very bitter end. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a particular game or a team that stands out to you as being something that you're never going to forget? Yeah, I, I you know I. I was very fortunate to play for Manchester United and to score on my debut for Manchester United. I think there's, I played for eight football clubs and wow. uh, I scored on all my debuts bar two. So um, I, I was, I was lucky. I was lucky and I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to milk the world of football for what it has for me. That's why I decided to retire and say thank you very much. And, you know, it looked after me financially. It looked after me in games of, uh, um, in memories as well. So the Man United debut when I scored was just incredible. Uh, you're described on the internet as being an accomplished amateur percussionist. And we're going to talk about whoa, your... Whoa, that's we're... nice. That's nice. <laughs> well, I didn't write that. Did you, did you write that? <laughs> I 
I didn't like it, no, but I, I, I might have looked professional myself, but I, I'll go with it, I'll go with it. <laughs> We're going to talk about your invention in a moment, but how long okay. have, have you been playing percussion? I think I've been playing percussion all my life, but not knowing it, to be honest. I think I've, been, I played, I've played professional football from the age of 16, and I think I've been playing percussion longer. Um, I've always, I've always been around, um, my, I've got three brothers and a sister, all play musical instruments, father and my mother when she was alive, all play musical instruments. I've played the saxophone since 1992, um, but percussion's my natural, um, my natural instrument, having always made, um, rhythms on everything that I can find that's, that's tappable, whether it's a door or a dustbin or whatever it is. I'm always, always making a rhythm. So um, I think percussion has been about for a lot longer than sport, to be honest. Okay. Uh, did you ever take any lessons in percussion? No, I didn't. It's, it's a, um, it's, I think it's a natural thing for the whole of my family to have rhythm. Um, I think we've all done it. Um, when we were sat around the, uh, uh, the table at Christmas, my mother used to pull her hair out because all the brothers would do is get the knives and forks and we'd be playing the, uh, the glasses, the, the salt and pepper. We'd play anything we could find that would give us a rhythm. So um, I think it's just been about... My dad's played the bass for, for you know, 50, 60 years now, you know. That's, that's what we do. We're, we're musicians first. And I think, I think we're sports people second.
ideas come from it's the interchange of ideas the meeting and mating of ideas that is accelerating the rate of innovation exploring the origins of innovation chance favors the connected mind next time on the ted radio hour from npr ted radio hour here on krcb fm on sunday and make sure you stay tuned for that it's ted 40 you're listening to percussion discussion 
on KRCB. My name is Jim Laveroni, and I thank you for joining me. Tonight, we are playing a pre-recorded interview with percussionist and inventor of the percussion instrument, the Dube, Dion Dublin. And in this next section, you're going to have all of your questions answered as to when Dion thought the percussive instrument up, how much it costs, what it looks like, what it sounds like, how you can get a hold of one, and some other interesting tidbits. So I know that you'll uh, hear a slight accent with Dion. The pre-recorded interview took place here in the studio, called him over at his home in England. And this brand new instrument is sweeping not only the United States, but also Europe. And I encourage you to get online and look up Dion Dublin or look up The Dube, D-U-B-E. You'll get all the information that you want regarding this brand new percussive instrument. So we're going to continue with the interview right now. When we talk about instruments of percussion, we're talking about congas and bongos and... uh... Yeah, anything really. Anything you can hit with your hand. Okay. Anything you can make a rhythm with, we would we would annoy people, and we'd make <laughs> rhythms, and that's what we've done. You know, and, and it was it was great fun because you know if you're that way inclined, then you do you do tend to find anything that gives you a bit of a sound, a bit of a a bit of a tone. And you know that, that's that's I think that's I think it's I think it's always been inside me, but I think it's been lying stagnant while I was while I was playing football. I think it's always been there and always wanted to come out, but my football was my job, and it always took priority. And actually, the, the, uh, the indication on the, on the website is that you kind of formulated the idea for the dube during a football game or during a session of a football game. Is that correct? Yeah, well, what it was, it was uh, I was at a football club called Norwich City, and uh, I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to make my own percussion drum for years and years, but I hadn't done it. I hadn't had time to do it. And um, I decided that um, after training one day, I decided to go to a, uh, I would call it a DIY store. You would call it a hardware store. And I went to uh, the wood department of this, of, this, uh, of this hardware store. I got six pieces of wood, hammer and nails, and decided to make my first tube, but I didn't realize I was I didn't realize it was a tube at the time. I just wanted to make a square box, and I made it myself. I put a few holes in my hands, and I was, there was a little blood, a little bit of blood to be shown as well. So it took a while, but it, it sounded okay to me, and that's how the tube was born about eight years ago now. So um, let's let's talk about the name, the tube. Um, you know what that stands for in the United States, right? Is it something to do with drugs? <laughs> uh, it has something to do with drugs. It has. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, when, yeah. I when, know exactly what it means, <laughs> but, it, but it's pronounced different. It's, it's pronounced a doobie, and it's and it's um, and it's a split. <laughs> I call them we call them splits in, in England. So I know exactly what it is. And I know exactly what it is. But at the time, at the time, it was just uh, I don't know why. Uh, do you know why I call it a dupe? Well, I would I would imagine, and I've I, I I did a lot of research on the internet. I I know that it is a cube in shape, yes. and I yes. would imagine that uh, 
that you put the D in front of it because of your last name, Dublin. Oh, you see, you see, you are wasted, you see. You should be sorting out puzzles. <laughs> that is amazing. You are absolutely spot on. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done, sir. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, so uh, what exactly is it made of? And, and can you tell our listeners what, uh, how it works? Okay, well, the jug is in is in the shape of a cube. It's uh, obviously got six sides. Four sides of the tube are playable. The two sides that are not playable have a handle, so it has to be quite thick and sturdy. So when you pick up the tube, it's nice and safe. The other four sides of the tube um, have different tones because they have different um, different um, materials of wood. So you get a different tone from every four sides that you hit. So therefore, you have um, whereas the cajon has got one playable face and you can get four or five sounds from that. I've got four playable faces, so therefore you can get, I don't know, it's, it's an endless amount of sound on the dew from hitting the middle to the, to, the, to the edges on a thick side, on a thin side. It becomes a bit of a show when you play the dew because you have to play around it and you get all these tones. And what I decided to do in this cube, you can play it acoustically, which sounds amazing, and you can play it electrically uh, and you can amplify it because I decided to put a, a microphone inside it with a pickup so you can actually plug it in and you can play it in auditoriums, amphitheatres, live with electric gigs, or you can play it acoustically when you want to keep it a little bit more quiet. It's a passion of mine and I've always wanted to do it and I will always, uh, I'll, I'll always sell it as something that can be played by young children in schools, seven, eight-year-old children, all the way up to the best drummers in the world, Carl Brazil, Thomas Lang, those kind of people. So it, it does it does work for education, and it does work for the professionals too. And you, you label the sides with colors and numbers and letters for the, for the children to learn, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. You're absolutely spot on. I think, you know, children relate to something that's very simple. And if they can hit something and get a sound, they'll relate to it. If they can hit something that has a colour or a letter or a number on, then they can relate too. So what I do is I put A, B, C, D and E on and I, I might ask them to play um, A, B, C and then I might ask somebody else to play pink, blue, black or one, two, three and they get it. You know, there's no, there's no music in the book. There's no music in the stave and they seem to get it. Very, very simple. If you put pink, blue, black, and they'll play it because they can see it straight away. There's nothing to read. There's nothing to memorize. And they get it. And the thing about it is they get it with a smile on their face. So it helps me to teach when they're, when they're laughing and enjoying it. And you get a smile on your face as well. Well, listen, if, if, if they're playing something that I've invented and they're enjoying it, uh, you know, there, there's, no other, there's no other reason for me to invent it if people are enjoying something that's... Uh, I've created myself. And what what kind of wood is it that that you? Well, there's there's, there's, there's lots of different kinds. I, you know, there's, there's 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 so many. It's hard for me to say. You know, it's, I don't really want to give all my secrets away. Yeah. But yeah. there's so much there's so much wood involved. There's different kinds of wood. I've tried all the expensive woods like the the, the oaks uh, and the mahoganies, and, and they didn't seem to work for me. You know, it's it's it's, it's it's the resonance of the wood that's that's important to me, and how long the sound of the uh, of the uh, of the of the wood 
actually stays inside the box. So it took me a long time. You know, it's been eight years in the making. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a lot of research. And and it comes in four sizes, the 9 to the 18 inch. And obviously, uh, or or maybe not obviously, I'm not sure, does does the size of the dube that you buy affect the sound? But is it, but is it also a comfort feature for a taller person to play the bigger size? No, no, what is it is, the four sizes, the four sizes came about, I made a 12-inch tube myself, and then I went to see uh, a saxophonist by the name of Courtney Pine, who's uh, uh, huge in the UK, huge in the world, and he said to me, yeah, why don't you make a family? And I took his advice on this one, I made a family of, uh, of Jews from 9, 12, 15, and 18, and what it is, the smaller the tube, the 9-inch tube is very, uh, very Latin, it's very Latin, very salsa really uh, a high sort of packing sound mm -hmm. which i like to call the um the soprano and you've got the 12 inch which is the alto and you've got the 15 inch which is the tenor and then you've got the 18 which is the big uh, the big baritone big bassy tube which gives you a, a lot of scope it is bigger but you get a, a lot more range of sounds because there's more area to hit so the, the amount of sound you can get from the tube when you have a whole range of them in front of you is, is endless. Absolutely mm. endless. Is playing the dupe hard on your hands? Because I play the conga drums, and yeah. uh, this would be harder than hitting skins, obviously. But what about the edge of the of the box itself? I watched you uh, in some of the videos on the Internet, and it would seem to me that sharp edge that delineates one side from the other side of the dupe if you hit that, that would obviously hurt your hands, not like a comfort rim on a, on a conga. So there are really two questions. Is it, is it harder? Is it harder on your hands? And what about the, those sharp edges? Now, the thing about the tube is that the, the tube, the, what people have got to realize is the tube isn't a conga. It's not a bongo drum uh, and it's not a cajon. It's completely different. It's brand new to the drumming world and it is going to look that way you know i do i do uh, agree with you you know it might look a little bit sharp but it's not it's something that you need to have in your possession to to uh to get used to to know how to play it's very very addictive once you start playing because every time you play the tube you find a different sound somewhere within one of the sides of the tube um in answer to your question it doesn't hurt your hands because you don't have to hit it hard to get the sound that you're looking for. First and foremost, if you're playing it uh, electrically and it's amplified, you don't have to hit it hard at all. If you're playing acoustically, you're in a you're in a um, you're in an area that you don't have to hit it hard to get the sound because you're playing acoustically. So you're in an area that's quieter. Otherwise, you wouldn't play acoustically in the first place. So you do not have to hit it hard. It doesn't hurt your hands. And once you've got once you've got used to playing it, you'll realise that. And and it would seem to me to be uh, to be very versatile and very um, friendly in terms of transport to a gig. You wouldn't have to bring in all the heavy conga drums and all the gear and all the stands. You do have some kind of a stand that you were using in one of your videos where you were standing upright and playing it. Are those available, those racks that you're able to put it on? Yeah, yeah, they are. The, the, the stands that I have, the stands that I use, use that you've seen on the, the video and YouTube and stuff are the stands that I use for my shows. They're quite sturdy, um, and, and the tube's incredibly um, 
secure. I'm having some stands made in a different style, as secure, but just they look a little bit prettier um, and, and they work um, just as sturdy as the ones that I use for my shows. But the thing about it is, at the moment, the stands that I'm using are fold away flat. So that when, what it is, I've made those three golden rules with me when I'm playing percussion, three golden rules, and I've been with them from day one. It has to sound good, which it does. It has to look good, which it does. And it has to be easily transportable, which it is. Because you get the tube, you put it in a bag, you've got your lead, and you walk away, that's it. That's all you need to play the tube. With congas and with bongo drums, which are outstanding in sound, you have to take your external mic in, your mic stand, your cases, and congas and bongo drums aren't small. That's my argument. The tube is the best percussion drum that you can get around at the moment. Fact. Wow. And and the price for... Now, I, I did the conversion online okay. last night from pounds to U.S. currency, okay. and, and I'm not sure if I came up with the right idea. <laughs> uh, uh, a 15-inch with a microphone is about $460 or so, 400, okay. 468 yeah. in the yeah. bag. An A uh, bag for that particular model would be $42. So you're talking about maybe a $500 investment, right? Yep, yep. And, and the, thing, the, thing, the, thing, the thing about it is, what you've got to remember is, if you're talking about a 15-inch tube, you've got to remember what the 15-inch tube gives you and how much range of sound it gives you and the internal miking that it gives you and then go to a set of congas that gives you exactly the same as that 15-inch tube does and then price match it. That's what you've got to do. Well, I can guarantee you the sound, the, the, the sound you get from a tube will be double or even quadruple the sound you get from a, uh, from a set of congas. And I'm happy to test anybody with that. Are you finding success in, in England and Europe? And, and how about the, the market over here in the United States? Uh, is, is market, one... The market's been good. The market, or should I say the market? No, I'm not going to say the market. I'm going to say the interest in the U.S. has been great. I've been very fortunate to do um, um, the NAM show in L.A. And I've done um, um, Music Messa in uh, Frankfurt, which is the, the same sort of show, but in Germany. I'm off to uh, Austin, Texas at the end of October. Again, I'm doing LA, the NAM show. So um, there's, lots, there's lots coming up, and I'm really looking forward to, to showing people the new stands. I've got a new backdrop for my, uh, for my pitch uh, in LA and at, uh, at PASIC in Austin, Texas. So, yeah, um, the people of, of, of the US, they know their music and they know their instruments. So I'm hoping that they're going to take it on board when I find my, my way over there end of October. And then uh, you're also playing, is that your brother that you're playing with on that particular internet video? Um, or Yes, yes. I've, I've, got, uh, I've got three brothers. Two of them play the tube with me. They also play the bass and the drums. Uh, so they know their rhythm. And what happens is the, the one of them will play the backbone, which is what I call the backbone, will play the, the underlay of the, uh, of the song on the big tube. And then you've got myself and my other brother, uh, Ash, who just play over the top. There's, you can play, four people can play the tube, eight people can play the tube. It's that versatile. And if you've got the right rhythm, 
You can play over the top of each other. It's just great fun. You know, it's really great fun. It's good eye contact. You get to meet new people uh, when you're playing it and you smile and, you know, you can just move around and play all sizes. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. It's a good social thing. It's good for rhythm. And it's good for sort of togetherness and getting to know new people. Well, you've certainly you've certainly got the endorsement of some top drummers. I saw them, and I and I have met Thomas Lang, and obviously Elizabeth. Yeah. I've talked to, and and the the, the endorsement from those uh, drummers and those percussionists is is just fabulous. So, um, thank you. Well, it's great. It's great. You know, it's great. I met Thomas uh, two years, maybe three years ago at the London Drum Show. He absolutely loved it straight away. He was, um, you know, um, he was bang on it. He really did love it. And, and he said, listen, I, I want one of these. I want one. So I got one to him. I had it branded with his own um, logo on it. I sent it out to him in America. And he, and, and he just he, he just absolutely loved it. And he's played it ever since. I've got a stand. I'm going to take a stand to L.A. And I'm going to give him his new stand. And Elizabeth, at this present time, is helping me to promote it. Elizabeth is working for me as we speak. And she's um, helping with me, uh, helping me with the promotion of it for LA and for Patrick as well. So, you know, if if, if there's somebody in the world of drums and percussion that knows what they're talking about, it's Mr. Thomas Lang. Mr. Thomas Lang's agent and manager is his wife. I'm very fortunate to be associated with both of them. Yeah. Do you, do you run across those people that feel that traditional instruments are the only way to go, and they refuse to try anything new ever? Uh, no, well, you know, the thing about it is they have their beliefs. Their beliefs, a lot of their beliefs are skin-related when it comes to drums. Uh, Louis Conte actually had the chance to play the Jube at LA in January. He absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Wow. Hadn't seen it before, hadn't heard of a drum, just made of wood. No skin, just wood. He loved it. Wow. Now it's down to me to convince people that a drum can be made of wood and can sound as good as a skin. Well, if if Louis Conti gives his endorsement, you've you've sold me, and I'm certain, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tapping on the t- I'm I'm tapping on this table as we talk. So. <laughs> We are North Bay Public Media, KRCBFM, Windsor, Santa Rosa. News, arts, ideas, where you are. On the air at 91.1, 90.9, streaming worldwide at krcb.org. You can also find us on Comcast channels 961 and 202.
This is Edge Thompson inviting you to join Mike Greensill and me as we go on the road to Ashland, Oregon, to the Bomer Theater, when we welcome authors Jonathan Evison, the $8 Mountain Band, and much more as we travel to the country of Jefferson in southern Oregon. Be with us this week on West Coast Live. For more information, wcl.org. West Coast Live here on KRCB-FM, Saturday at 10 a.m., That is a great show, so if you get a chance, make sure you tune in. In that last set, we had Malado de Caña, Jack Costanzo, Fiesta a la King, Charlie Palmieri, La Samba by the great Pete Escovito, 
And that last tune was Chan Chan, Buena Vista Social Club. It's 1119. You're listening to Percussion Discussion on 91.1 FM KRCB. Support for Percussion Discussion on KRCB-FM comes from members and from Lagunitas Brewing Company of Petaluma. Lagunitas, putting the pub in public radio. Beer speaks, people mumble. So we're continuing with our pre-recorded interview with Dion Dublin, inventor of the Dube percussive instrument. And uh, this is the last segment that uh, that we have with Dion. He uh, could only speak for about a half an hour or so. But in that half an hour, he gave a lot of great information. In case you missed it, I want you to go visit the website for The Dube. You can just search for it, D-U-B-E, or his name, Dion, D-I-O-N, Dublin, D-U-B-L-I-N. You'll find all the information. A caller did call in and said, uh, how much does a 15-inch dube run? And a 15-inch dube with a case runs about $500 or so. You can do the conversion online from um, a U.S. currency to um, uh, the euro, um, the pounds that they use on the website because Dion is obviously out of Europe, out of England. So you'll have to do the conversion, but they don't ship from England necessarily. I got my dube, by the way. I am endorsing it because I do have my own. I got mine from Southern California, so I believe they have an outlet here. In any case, any more information can be gained by visiting the website. So we're going to finish up with Dion Dublin. Uh, and uh, I hope to see him at the NAM show this uh, next year and uh, visit the Dube site and hopefully have more information for you at that time. So we're going to finish that up and then uh, play some more music until the end of the show. And uh, I'll be back in just a few minutes to uh, to finish up. So if you have any questions, you can always call, call the studio here. Area code 707-584-2020 is my number. And uh, you can ask me off air about uh, anything that you might have misunderstood or want to know further about the dube. So we'll continue with Dion Dublin and then more music. Belong to any bands? I don't belong to a band. I actually manage, I manage two bands. I manage a classical singer who's 16 year old. I manage a gospel choir. I manage two DJs, so I do a lot of events around uh, in the middle of the UK uh, and uh, north and south. So yeah, I am I'm, I'm part of bands, and yes, I'm, I'm in the music world. Full stop. That's me. It's what I love now. Uh, it 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 says on the website you made your first dupe for Comedy Dave, who we're not uh, we're not uh, familiar with here. Yeah. But, uh, okay, Comedy what? Dave. Comedy Dave is a. His name's uh, Dave Vicky. Comedy Dave is a friend of mine, a personal friend, and he works on a, um, a radio show called Radio One in the UK uh, with a gentleman called Chris Moyles. Um, they've been on the Radio One for for some time. Um, there's, I think there's uh, Tim Westwood on there. I think there's Ocean Colosseum, Courtney Pine, Carl Brazil. He's the drummer for uh, for Robbie Williams and James Blunt. He has one. Um, the Friendly Fires have one. There's so many British bands. But the, the the big one for me, and you've already mentioned it to me, and it came through Carl Brazil, came through Mike Dolbear, is, is Mr. Thomas Lang. I can't really look beyond the gentleman. 
when it comes to drums and percussion, Thomas Lang seems oh. to be at the top of the tree. Uh, and I'm very fortunate, having been in LA last year, having been in LA, uh, sorry, this year, early this year, doing the show, I had a gentleman, I don't know if you know this guy, but I had a gentleman by the name of Stevie Wonder come over and play the tune. Wow. Wow. And he came over. Now, uh, there's a, there's a, I'll tell him the full story when I see you. <laughs> but Stevie Wonder came over at the end of a NAM show on the last day, and he spent 10 minutes playing the jube with myself and my brothers. He absolutely loved it. Wow. I gave him a jube at the end of a, the little sort of demonstration and the little jam we had. And then Lamar, one of the people that works for, um, for Stevie Wonder, said, listen, he'd like a full set. So I've got to give him three more when I go to L.A. Unbelievable. That's a great story. Yeah, trust that- me. They were the words that came out of my mouth at exactly the same level. Unbelie- I couldn't believe it. The gentleman, the man who is a higher being, was playing on something that I, I invented. I could not believe my ears and eyes. Thank you very much. I, I, I do appreciate you having, you know, just taking the time to listen. Oh. I do appreciate you taking the time to give me that, just a little bit of promotion because, you know, when it's a, when it's a, a personal thing with somebody that somebody loves, it's hard for people to take it on board, but, you know, appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. You know, people like Carl Brazil, who was the guy who got me into the drumming world, he introduced me to Mike Dolbert. Mike, Mike Dolbert introduced me to Ash Soam, Neil Wilkinson, um, everybody, Thomas Lang. So I, I'm, I'm a fortunate man.
week, New Dimensions explores the social, political, scientific, environmental, and spiritual frontiers with some of today's foremost social innovators, thinkers, scientists, and creative artists. Hi, I'm Carla Malden, author of After Image, a broken-hearted memoir of a charmed life. Next time on New Dimensions, I'll be talking about a love story of death and beyond. All right, New Dimensions. And that about wraps it up for Percussion Discussion. want to thank Dion Dublin for his wonderful interview about his brand new instrument, The Dube. I invite you to get online and check out The Dube, D-U-B-E, or Dion Dublin, and get more information. My thanks also to Thomas Lang, Elizabeth Lang, and remember, if you've got something important you want to say, you're never going to find a superior way. You've got to say it with percussion. End of discussion. If you have a note about the show, you can send it to me at jlavroni at krcb.org. Good night. It's the end of the line.
Public Media, KRCB, FM, Windsor, Santa Rosa. News, arts, ideas, where you are. On air at 91.1 and 90.9, streaming worldwide at krcb.org. You can also find us on Comcast channels 961 and 202. Democracy Now! at 12 midnight. 